This week on You Should Be Watching, we talk about the new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds, and we tell you everything we know about Scream 5. And we also tell you why the Scream franchise is definitely worth rewatching. All that and more on You Should Be Watching. Hey everyone, and welcome back to You Should Be Watching. I'm joined today by Greg and Chris. Welcome back, Chris. Good to have you back on the show. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> and not only are you on our show this week, but you have a new podcast called Wrestle Buddies. Do you want to plug that really quick? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Wrestle Buddies <laughs> is a weekly celebration of the best and silliest in wrestling with me and GameSpot Entertainment News Editor Matt Elfring. Mm -hmm. New episodes are every Thursday everywhere and learn about RoboCop as a wrestler. I love that. I love this very much. So yeah, <laughs> thanks for joining us this week. We're going to be talking about Scream because all three of us love Scream so much. But before we jump into that, we have to start with what we usually start with, which is what's on your TV and recommend things that we're currently watching outside of work. So Chris, let's start with you. What are you watching? Okay, so I'm kind of split between two things right now. Uh, the first is The Chris Gethard Show, which hmm. was, it started as a public access talk show and then it ended up on Fusion Television, which I guess is a network. And then it was on True mm -hmm. TV for a while mm -hmm. before it was ultimately canceled, but most of it's on YouTube. And it's just, it's a talk show. <laughs> That has no script and no plan. It, everything that happens depends on what the people who call in say. And oh. they managed to get some of like really, really big names on the show, uh, including one episode unannounced. Uh, Diddy shows up <laughs> to surprise Chris <laughs> Gethard and is just the guest slash host for an hour of weird, wild live television. Now, so it just kind of goes off on a tangent? Every episode goes off on so many tangents, and it's, okay. it's free. Like it's out there on YouTube, and it's free. What's uh, what's the level of weird? You, when you say weird, are we talking? Yeah, is like, this like uh, Eric Andre? Like between two ferns, uh, which one yeah. is it? Yeah, it actually can get Eric Andre weird. Eric Andre is on the show for a couple oh. of episodes, and he's okay. fantastic. Uh, they they have uh, Thanksgiving dinner with Gerard Carmichael for an episode, and like <laughs> everything about it is nuts, and I love it so much. Uh, the other thing I'm watching is so many uh, horror slasher movies. <laughs> nice. I, For work. I don't know if you know this, but like yeah. the internet is full of slasher movies. Um, oh, yeah. True I crime and, and slasher movies. Oh, yeah. my gosh. What are some of the highlights for you, then? Uh, what, I went back which and do you recommend? Went back and rewatched uh, all of Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. uh, the Manhattan is terrible. Jason takes Manhattan. Yes. He's, he's, he's in also, Manhattan for like he, five minutes. He doesn't take Manhattan <laughs> no, for he, a very long time. The, yeah, no, those he just kept watching, those kids for are, Manhattan to no, be taken. Yeah, those kids are alive way too long, even longer than a Final Destination movie. I hated that. Yeah. Even, it, bad movie. It is Jason <laughs> takes it is Jason takes a boat and winds up. <laughs> but also he takes a boat from Camp Crystal Lake. And winds up in Manhattan. Gotta keep it <laughs> canon. Understand. We gotta keep it canon. We have to keep this franchise <laughs> canon, damn it. Um, but Geography. There, but there are a lot of very weird, like, early 80s ones you've probably never heard of. I highly suggest a movie called Graduation Day that is just Ooh. a track team is being stalked by a killer on Graduation Day. That's Where it. can you stream that? That, I believe, is on both <laughs> Shutter and Amazon Prime. 
Nice. Bing. Graduation day. Got it. <laughs> Greg, what are you watching? I'm actually watching old Twilight Zone episodes. I know we're living in it right now, mm. but I'm mm-hmm. currently doing that at the moment as I also prep for other stuff while I'm watching a bunch of reality TV. I still can't get enough reality TV. I haven't gone down the whole of 90 Day Fiance just yet, but it looks like I'm creeping up either. closer and closer to it. Yeah. That day's coming. I'm, I don't know. What, but. what are your reality picks at the moment? Because I could use some like bad reality TV. Well, oh, bad reality TV. I'll tell you well, mine. Married at First Sight, and then yeah. the Netflix. <laughs> but if you want to stay current, but on it, but at the same time, if you want to stay current with everyone else as we're watching along at the same time, I would stick with something like uh, Love Is Blind or uh, even The Circle. Um, yeah. Mm. I, I prefer Love Is Blind and The Circle over like Too Hot to Handle. I couldn't get into that show. Too Hot to like, Handle. It, too Hot to Handle is great for the first, I think, like three episodes, and then it starts to taper off when they try to bring in storylines. Yeah, no. Uh, I I thought the circle was a masterpiece. Uh, and Circle's t- great. And, and love Love is Blind. <laughs> love is Blind is so weird and good because it's not what I thought it would be. I thought it was mm-hmm. just the getting together aspect, and then yeah. so you're like, no, we're living with these people for months, and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. You would love uh, Married at First Sight. I think you would that's honestly, a, that's right up your alley. You should really I give th- it a I shot. Agree. <laughs> I have a group of friends that I watch Love Island UK with every week, and that's been a lot of fun for us. And it's a ton of episodes, too, so it took us forever to get through one season. But we started with season three because we heard it was a good season. And it's fantastic, but we have to watch with subtitles because there are so many different accents <laughs> that it's really hard for us to keep up. But it's just so entertaining it was way better than too hot to handle and what's, um we, what's, so in fact we watched like all of season three then we tried too hot to handle to get like a change change it up type of thing because we do a thing called trash night and so we're like this will be our new trash night show didn't quite work out couldn't get into the the um people on that show so we switched back to love island so now we're back on love island uk season four what's the and premise for love island so they take a group of people and they put them on an island, well, in a villa, living together, and they, they have to couple up at first. So just at first sight, they couple up. So um, the, they have all the women step okay. up forward if they're interested in a guy, and then they all couple up. And then they throw one like random person who they didn't see into the mix, and they have to like try to steal someone. And then so they have to try to stay coupled. And there's just a lot of drama, and everyone gets too invested too quickly, and um, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, but you it's see, trash TV, yeah. It's so much trash. It's I love it, but yeah, it's uh, it's um <laughs> it's good. And there's there's not much like there's depth there. Like they're all just talking about their types, and like they have fights over random things, and they don't really talk about much else besides their types and what they're yeah. wearing and they're working out all the time but it, it's just fascinating to me it's it's super fun but uh and also speaking of reality shows i watched um terrace house over the weekend um again this is the second time i've watched a season of terrace house on netflix and that's just a completely different side of the coin in so terms happy. Of reality everyone's it's, so it's happy so wholesome. yes <laughs> it's so wholesome i've um, never have seen either of you an watched episode terrace house? no <laughs> But so, I, it's like yeah, a GameSpot team favorite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so many uh-huh. of us on, on GameSpot uh, love this show. Actually, yeah, like, so people on the GameSpot team got me into it, like Lucy and Tamor, and um, I think Callie has also seen it too. And so I started watching it, and I really loved um, the first season that I saw on Netflix. Uh, the first one that they have available is called Boys and Girls in the City, and that's probably the strongest season from what I hear. 
So this is the second season I've ever seen, and it's called um, Opening New Doors, and it's pretty good. I like it a lot, but yeah, it's just such a change in terms of reality TV um, because it's just so wholesome and everyone's so polite, and they're just like to a fault. They're they're all polite. It's just also teaching me a lot about Japanese culture as well. So I I'm really fascinated by it, and I like it a lot. Reality TV with polite people sounds bizarre. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> like strange. It sounds, I feel like I could use something like that, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's like it scratches that itch to like watch that situation of people being put together in a house and living amongst each other. But it takes away all of the typical like Jersey Shore type drama you're used to. Um, so it's it's fun. I like it. Right. I just know Lauren's Eye was on Aloha. That's the only season I watched, mm-hmm. I think. just That was it. I just remember her on that and uh, then everything she did on Legion. Now she's flying off to do other incredible things at this point. So I can't wait to see yeah. where she goes. So bring it on. More seasons. <laughs> All right. The next segment is This Just In. This is where we talk about some of the biggest stories in entertainment in the last week. So first, this one's definitely... For me and Greg, because we've been covering Star Trek here on Universe, um, but there's a new Star Trek show, and it's titled Strange New Worlds, and it's happening, and it's focusing on some of our favorite characters from Discovery Season 2, Christopher Pike, Mr. Spock, and Number 1. So Captain Pike and crew are going to be taking off on their own journey. I'm really excited. Greg, how do you feel? If I'm brutally honest with you, this is like the only show I'm going to care about, honestly, in the future, but we'll see. I'm giving mm-hmm. out all hope to Discovery for season three. That's something, please. I, I, I'm, I have high hopes for season three here for Discovery, but with the news of Strange New Worlds, and we kind of, everyone knew that it was coming any day now. Back at uh, Comic-Con last year when we talked to the cast, uh, we just kept thinking, like, come on, there's a spinoff in the works we all know it just announce it they didn't do it yet yeah <laughs> we knew it was coming and finally we get and i love the title strange new worlds I, I, i'm sorry yeah, it, it, I love it's that. so good and it looks like yes it's going to be straight up just what we all thought it was going to be at the very beginning just episodic episodes from beginning to end and they have uh 10 years to work with with this cast mm-hmm. so bring it on uh, I yeah I'm couldn't be happier about that Chris, are you excited about the show at all? Uh, I am, more, uh, honestly, more so than maybe all the other Star Trek shows because, like, that's what mm-hmm. that's that's for me. What Star Trek is every week is sort of a new adventure, uh, yeah. so like that's that's awesome. And I love I loved Picard, and I'm excited for more Picard. But like this mm-hmm. this is the Star Trek I've been kind of waiting on. I don't overarching stories are great, but like also just give me some side stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think someone saw, totally someone looked over and saw what Seth MacFarlane was doing uh, with the Orville, <laughs> and were like, "You know what? Let's let's put a stop to this." Someone raised their hand and finally said, "Let's let's please do one episodic series. We're giving out <laughs> spinoffs like candy. They still have Section Thirty One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no clue what's going to happen at I the end of. I don't know what of, step of the process they are in for Section Thirty One. We that don't. Was, uh, yeah, that was it, the biggest question. It seems mark. like they've taken a pause on that, but Discovery mm-hmm. seems like they're still going on. But the, just the, the ter- line of events here from Discovery Season 1, fans weren't thrilled with it. So yeah. they bring in Captain Pike and the Enterprise at the very end. They made some changes halfway through the mid- mid-season for Season 1. Mm-hmm. And now those uh, changes are playing out all the way through Season 2. And they just beamed out the entire cast of Season 2 of <laughs> Discovery to a completely different timeline and canon and let them handle their own thing. So I'm just... I just want this show to continue, too. I hope they finish it, but I just don't want them to go, all right, yeah. that's enough, and now let's move on to Strange New Worlds. <laughs> I, 
I can't imagine them yeah. doing that, but it, I'm just curious. I wonder where are they going now with Discovery? That's the second thing I thought of. First, when I heard mm-hmm. of Strange New Worlds, hell yeah. Second was, hell yeah. what's going to happen to Discovery, guys? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's a fair question. Yeah. But, you know, they'll have three seasons in the can. That's not bad. Um True. I, I'm just really, really excited about this show, and I feel like a lot of fans are, like you both said. And there were petitions to bring Anson Mount back, and he's on board. Rebecca Romaine and Ethan Peck are both Great back. Cast. And they were, yeah, all three of them were fantastic in Discovery Season 2. So they've already got this good rapport and good chemistry, so I feel like that's going to really take off uh, right from the get-go. So I'm very excited about that. But yeah, full season order. It's going to be on CBS All Access a decade before the original Star Trek series, and yeah, should mm-hmm. be great. Mm. Cool. All right, next story we have is for Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 2 is adding Timothy Oliphant. We are very big fans of him on this show regularly. I, Chris, you have mixed feelings, but I Greg love and Ryan and I are huge Oliphant fans. He is. We love him. He's okay. <laughs> I'll what? tell you what. We love him. He's really we love good. Him. He's really good as the jerk cop and gone in sixty seconds. I'll say that much. <laughs> he's so he's underrated. Doing he's so like, many things. He's the goat of un. I, I can't. All right. All right. I'll, yeah. I'll come down. He's fantastic. He's, 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 he's great. Fantastic. He's great. <laughs> he's the best That's part all. of Santa Korea Diet for sure. Like he's he's so funny. Um, oh, but, respect for Drew Barrymore. Come on. <laughs> she's great too. I mean, come I on. respect her too. He's got but acting he's chops. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, he was on Deadwood and Justified, and he's the latest name to be reported in joinings. We still don't know who he's playing or any details around that, but we know that <laughs> filming has wrapped, and there's been plenty of reports uh, for new additions, but some of them are still to be confirmed, but we I feel like they are happening. Chris, you wrote this news story, so which ones do you think are actually sticking? <laughs> I th- Honestly, <laughs> it, the fact that it's wrapped... <laughs> And it's dumb, yeah. and that they, mm-hmm. these are being reported. I think <laughs> That's they're a all shock. true. Okay, um, yeah, that like they're they're all definitely happening. And the I'm of two minds on it. Like, yes, Tim the Elephant's fine. Uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. of really good people coming onto the show this season. But what I love so much about season one of Mando was it's not deeply vested in the Skywalker saga. They brought mm-hmm. in the dark saber at the end, but for the most part, it was just kind of its own thing. That was yeah. it, it wasn't all about like, ooh, look, Boba Fett. Ooh, look, Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. I'm so mm-hmm. excited for Ahsoka Tano. I'm so excited like, for a live on. action Ahsoka. Oh my god. Uh, but like I have a so cool. I have a very bad feeling we're just treading into like how many more known Star Wars characters can we plug into this show? All of them. <laughs> all of them. I don't, I don't want that. The cynic that says all of them make as much money as possible. Sell, sell, sell. Put them all in There's there. Like, 13 billion hours of Skywalkers, like, invading the guys. <laughs> like, we don't need more. Uh, I, I, I think yeah. they'll keep it. I, I have a feeling, as long as Favreau's there, I, I have hope that they're going to try to keep this franchise on the, the level playing field where it is, where they don't keep adding every new name, figuring out a way to get Baby Yoda and Older Yoda together. I, 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 I hope. No. No, 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 no. Don't do no, that. Don't do- <laughs> just saying don't do it, please. But with that said, I, I just keep it the way it is and let it go down its track record. We're just, again, it's a guy in a mask and he's just showing up to, you know, take care of some bounty hunting and then that's it. And goes home. That's it. End of the episode. Mm-hmm. Move on. Well, and also, as I'm like, as I feel like we kind of figured out towards the end of season one of Mandalorian is 
nobody sticks around for very long. People kind of pop in and out for episodes because yeah. that's yeah. just that's not great. The show it is. Yeah. Right. It mm-hmm. it like Strange New Worlds is a episodic series where mm-hmm. it's just like where are where are Mando and Baby Yoda going this week? And that's, that's mm-hmm. fun. Totally so, fine. Yeah, that is fun. That, that's there. what yeah. I liked about season one. Um, but yeah, I'm super stoked about the possibility of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. I think that is the coolest thing ever. Um, mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about uh, Tamora Morrison returning this time as Boba Fett? Uh, we just brought hey. that up earlier saying, hey, we're yeah. worried about bringing in every other mm-hmm. character. Just again, I heard news about Anakin. Show. There's all these rumors. <laughs> <laughs> Old cast members returning. Please. No. Come on. I don't want any of Hayden it. Christensen. No. I think I think Anakin was the rumor for Obi-Wan, right? Yeah. Yes. Not yeah. not for Mando. No, not Mando. That's, that's too much. <laughs> like it may like given that this show is the Mandalorian, it makes sense to bring in the Mandalorian. I yes. Guess. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but like <laughs> but I also don't expect him to be like a major character in the show. Like it, it just don't bring in so many legacy characters that they drown out the cool new people. I want more Gina Carano. I want more of the little pig guy. Mm-hmm. That's what yes. I want. <laughs> oh. <sighs> yeah, it's a good show. Um, all right, on to the next story, which is a segue into our main segment. So we've got Scream 5, and it's bringing back original cast member David Arquette. He's going to be back as Dewey Riley. So we're getting to Scream 5, guys. I'm very excited. It's going to be directed by the Ready or Not directing duo of Matthew Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette. Um, and it will. They were mm. going to helm the next installment. We don't know too much about it right now, but we know that it's the first one that's not going to be directed by Wes Craven, um, who passed in 2015. But David Arquette is the first confirmed member of the cast. They're kind of like in talks and negotiations with Nev Campbell, but that's not set in stone yet. What do you guys think? Is she going to return? I, Probably. Of course. Like, <laughs> yeah, the money's right. I, like, of course. Yeah. 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 Like mm-hmm. if, if they do not back a money truck up to Nev Campbell, they're going about this all wrong. Because yeah. Sydney Pre- like Sydney Prescott is Scream. Mm-hmm. You can't have what until you kill her, which could happen. You can't do one I of these movies don't. without her. I, uh, I hope they don't. They kill could, her. but it. I mean, hey, it's it's it is what it is. <laughs> if the money's a little too high, she could show up to set one day, and it could be a thing where, okay, so Nev, you're gonna turn around, and then we're just gonna stab right here, and then cut, and you head on out. So they, that could happen too. But with that said, I I think they're gonna bring her back. It looks like they're gonna bring yeah. the the whole mm-hmm. ca- the OG cast is coming back at least one more time. Yeah. I hope yeah. it's not it, the last sure. time. They, They'd better bring back Courtney Cox. I need Gail Weathers oh, they in better. my life. They better. Yeah. I, I think they could. They yeah. could get her. Yeah. Right? I don't know what's going on in her personal life <laughs> between I, the two of them, but I mean, I'm sure I mean, they could. We'll, we'll yeah. see. I, I know. They, they, they'll, they might make it happen. They made Scream 4 after <laughs> they split up, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Also, yeah, that's true. David Arquette's a pro wrestler now. He could powerbomb Ghostface. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I would love to see so, that. Like, no. He's the guy you want around. When did that happen? When did he go did turn he... pro wrestler? Yeah. Well, <laughs> decades Chastity. ago. That's, that's a you, long you... <laughs> story. Wait, nope, nope. That yes. is a long story, as, Chastity. As oh. you will eventually learn on Wrestle Buddies, he was a WCW champion in the 90s. Wow. But uh, no, it was a terrible <sighs> stunt gone horribly wrong. And destroyed um, a company and a lot of people got fired. <laughs> yes, uh, but sure. yeah, let's move on. <laughs> uh, but oh no, but, but he is, he is like in the past few years, he has like turned hard toward wrestling. He went... He went to school and trained, and he actually does a lot of independent shows. Or he did wow. before we all couldn't go outside. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Can we get him on Wrestle Buddies? Probably. If you, if you think I'm not going to try for that, you're out of your mind. Of course. Please. That'd be amazing. Um, so in terms of writing, uh, the series screenwriter, Kevin Williamson, is returning as an executive producer and handing off the writing to James Vanderbilt, who did Zodiac, and Guy Busick, who did Ready or Not. Um, so... Good luck, guys. Yeah, the Williamson written ones are definitely the stronger ones. Like, the, that was one, two, and four. Um, but three was still all right. Uh, I love three. But I, 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 I really prefer it when it's written by Williamson. I, I agree. I do think mm-hmm. three is very underappreciated. It's such a fun, like, just satire on all the garbage <laughs> that is Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, Parker Posey's in it. She's amazing. She is um, great. But, uh, yeah, I I understand handing the reins over to someone new. I think it's probably smart, but I'm glad he's at least going to be there to guide because he needs to be. Yeah. He absolutely needs to be. uh, Like he's so instrumental in the magic of what makes this so good, which we will talk about next. But before we jump into it's still tough without Craven. So let's just get that out of the way. Well and that's true. And that That is true. And that's the thing. I think that is what is most important about having the sort of legacy cast and crew involved in the new one is like no one is going Mm -hmm. to be more protective of Wes Craven's legacy with these movies than than the people that were with him since the jump. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Very true. So, with that said, uh, what are your hopes for this new movie? Do you, what kind of is this a reboot? Is this a sequel? What do you want See, out of this? The fun thing with this franchise, again, there aren't two roads here where you have to do the you know expectations, subvert expectations, and the other road of trying to stay true to the franchise. It's you, look when you look at the screenplay, you have a vast world to go with here. You don't have to do any of that. You can do whatever the hell you want, but at the same time. Uh, Keep in mind that just keep it in canon. I don't care. Just, just, just please, just keep it canon. You can do whatever you want with this franchise. They may even go the route. Who knows? Of what is it? Okay, we just talked about Halloween for Resurrection. They may go that route with Nev Campbell. I hope not. But if they do, it's okay. Look, you can if do whatever. They better cast Buster Rhymes, <laughs> and then they can bring her. And yes, cast Buster Rhymes, kill Nev Campbell, and then bring her somehow back for number six. It's fine. You can do whatever you want. Uh, just, that just, would be a reference. They yeah. could do that. Keep it inspired. It would, it would. Chris, what do you think? What are your hopes for five? Nev Campbell is Ghostface, baby. Bring it on. <laughs> no, don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I just, I think it would be wise of them to introduce a new leading female that can carry on in future movies. I don't mm-hmm. think that means you have to kill off Sydney. No, I think not at they all. Could, I think she could just sort of pass the torch to whoever the new Sydney is, and that could be great. Um, Matthew Lillard uh, said in an interview that he wants to come back. Don't know how that yeah. would work. I'm it would work. It. It, it, it can yeah. work. All of that He's could dead. work. No, like, well, they, they could bring him back. Twins. Well, twins. Well, Literally, this is twins. The original twins. plan for three was he was secretly alive the whole time pulling the strings from jail, which mm. sounds terrible. That sounds ridiculous. But, That's horrible. But like, I'm He's okay. like a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm okay. laughs> He's not that smart. No, he, that's the thing. Wow. He was the dumb guy in Scream, <laughs> yeah. and now he's a mastermind. Damn. Yeah. Okay. But I, I think he was uncredited for like a cameo in each one of the Scream films, too. I think, so, yeah, he's, so he's been I, in yes. all of them, technically. I think so they he's could like just guy at the party. Bring him back. Yeah. yeah. And just like have him. I feel like they should go overboard with it and just have him be multiple cameos. In the movie, I, I think, and just own up to that. But I don't think he should be his original character. But a twin would be okay. Yeah, or a speaking, cousin speaking or of something. speaking of twins and uh, the new girl, if you want to bring in like a new uh, final girl to this franchise, I would just bring back honestly Emma Roberts. Bring her back as a new <laughs> character. 
It's that simple. And then Nev Campbell could be around. They can make a joke ne- about how Nev Campbell's just about to die. They're, is great. they're dangling Nev Campbell's life and the rest of the cast, Dewey, everyone else. They're dangling their lives, but they don't actually kill mm-hmm. them off and they just let them go off into the sunset Frodo style or something. You don't got to kill them off, but we'll see. I, 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 I well, feel like, well, don't go for it. In this, in this instance, then, is do they just acknowledge the fact that Emma Roberts looks like the killer from the last movie or no? Yes, because they have could to just acknowledge pretend it, it they didn't could. happen. No, her sister, her twin sister, did it all, <laughs> and she's trying to just live her life, you know, out of the spotlight of what her twin she's sister did. She's the good did. twin. She's the good the one. Good twin. Yes. Well, then you know what? For that, for that, then I also want Hayden Panettiere to play her character's sister in the movie. Kirby. Kirby, because because no joke, oh. Kirby back? might be the best character in that movie. Kirby rocks. She's great. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I could I could buy into this, but now I'm starting to see the screenplay fall apart here with the producers saying, "Okay, how many twins are we bringing back?" <laughs> this All is right. why they don't let's, let us make movies. Let's this is talk correct. about the directors. <laughs> <laughs> so I really loved Ready or Not. I thought that was a fantastic mm-hmm. movie. So I'm I feel like it's in capable hands. How do you guys feel? Yeah, I agree. It's it was a fantastic movie, and it was just a different sort of idea. It was new. It felt original, and yeah. it was. Everything about it was great. Like I love that. That was such a fun movie theater experience. Two words there. You said two words. You said they're new and original. They're heading off now to a a franchise with a rabid Mm -hmm. fan base and producers Mm -hmm. who are telling them you got to stick in this box. So I I, good luck, guys. I I wish them the best. I hope they they, their visions get out there. But we'll see. It's going to take some time. All right, on to the next segment, which is You Should Be Watching. So that news story is a segue to directly to now because we're going to be talking about why the Scream movies are so great and why you should rewatch them immediately. So that's the first <laughs> question. So, Chris, what makes this series so great? I mean, they brought slashers back to life. And that that for me, like, as a, such a fan of the genre, like that for me is enough. Um, mm-hmm. But like they're, they're, they're so good and they're smart. And the way they they do... They take what Wes Craven started doing in uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare to like a whole other level, and just in terms of like meta commentary on the genre, and mm-hmm. oh, and who doesn't love Nev Campbell? What monster? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of monster? <laughs> Greg, anything to add to that? Why do you like these movies so much? Well, pretty much the same. And the cast, the cast has always been mm-hmm. damn great. Every single, even Timothy Oliphant has made an appearance in Scream yes. Two. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's <laughs> the Mandalorian star, Timothy Oliphant. Absolutely, he's amazing. He's actually he's real. He's too. really good in Scream Two. He's yes. good in Scream Two. Scream Thank Two is you. excellent. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, it's just it's so meta. It's a lot of fun, and it just started this really great time during the '90s where we got a lot of fun teen horror flicks that mm. I just ate up, and I just loved all of them. Like we got, what um, I know you did last summer, Urban Legend, and all these things. Just like completely, I'm I got so into at that age, and mm. I love watching them now too. Like they're fun to go back to watching. But Scream oh, is still, still Scream, the cream is of the crop. Awesome. Yeah. The cream it, of the crop, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, so that it, leads me to the next question, which is which one is the best? It's the first one, obviously, uh, I think. I think, But I know honestly, they're all near and dear to you. <laughs> there are three. There are three that really you can, inter- they're interchangeable, three of them. The, yeah. Number one, two, and two four. Two and four. Uh, yeah. there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's just a whole lot of unfortunate hate, I feel, that is being thrown at Scream 3, which is a fantastic <laughs> movie. Uh, I think, for me, I might say two is best. I love the way they wrapped around Billy's mom 
to Nev like Campbell's performance is amazing. Like, good. Oh my god, Nev Campbell's performance. The only thing I hate, hate, hate about Scream Two is Jerry O'Connell doing the Top Gun song. Oh, yeah, that like, was out of nowhere too. Like I'm, I was watching it in my living room yesterday, and my boyfriend just turns around. And he's like, "What are you watching?" I was like, "I swear it's good." Every time that you came pops in at up, a really bad I time, my television because I just—it's not the worst. It's, it's not. It's just so random. It doesn't make sense. Also, he's not that boyfriend, Greg. No, he's, he's some yeah. dude. He's hanging. Yeah. But <laughs> and we saw how it ended for him. So, yeah. yeah, Scream Two is a very close second for me. Um, it's like right there with Scream One. Um, I love it so much. But yeah, just rewatching it yesterday made me realize like this is a solid sequel, and that's so rare. Also, it's like a direct follow up, and Nef it was Campbell's. like a, less than a year later that it came out. Yeah, they yeah. completely which is pretty impressive. It, right after they knew where they wanted to go with this franchise and they just said okay we're going to take the final girl trope of the 80s and we're going to completely flip it this time we're going to have the mm-hmm. character know exactly what's happening know where the killer's going to be and then make the next move try to be a, a step ahead and Nev was incredible yeah for oh, sure so but yeah we also mentioned Scream 4 so Chris why Scream 4 so good Scream well I mean Scream 4 <laughs> came along in the post 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 slasher era mm-hmm. which is so mm-hmm. it's so nuts that like we'd gotten to the point of where it was movies like Saul Saul was the new sort of horror thing and yeah. suddenly Scream 4 mm-hmm. comes back and just kind of goes back to the classic slasher and what works except it's for a whole new generation and some of it immediately felt outdated like the kid who's like live casting his yeah. everything the, where he just has a live camera strapped to his head <laughs> like none of like that to me I watching I was like okay that isn't that doesn't belong here but it, it made for some funny moments in the movie. and uh, But no, everything about it's great. Like, as you mentioned before, Greg, Emma Roberts is incredible. Yeah. She's fantastic. She, when you give her give her a role, she'll go off on it. I know we always see her on AHS, and she's done some other projects. That, hey, got to eat, so you can do what you got to do. But <laughs> with that said, she's a great performer. So I... I slasher is her lane and give it to her mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, just let her do what she wants i really think that she can go off on this franchise she's very good in that genre for mm-hmm. sure so that kind of leads to um who are some of your favorite characters so i think we all have one in common which is cotton weary of course yeah buddy. absolutely <laughs> shout out to cotton weary 100 percent cotton, cotton. <laughs> i'm still like the, what do you guys love about him like honestly my the, my biggest regret about this franchise is that he's dead like, so he's just like they had like they shouldn't yeah he's dead I, dead they can't bring him yeah, back no, i think no. that's it well yeah. and i i love what they did in sort of turning the franchise on its head by having him be like the celebrity that's killed off at the beginning of the third movie that's the best mm-hmm. and only that's the that's the only part i really like about that entire movie i'll be honest oh. with you for the third one <laughs> Wow. That scene, and then you can. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody, but that's the best part. Parker Cotton Posey Weary's will part. remember this, Greg. <laughs> sorry, Parker. I'm so sorry. She's like, great, but I, I do agree that three is the weakest of the movies. But I, I love one, two, and four. But that's that's fine. Uh, I don't hate three. I don't hate three. But the but the beauty of no, Cotton no, no, no. is like how he he goes on such a weird roller coaster throughout the franchise. Where like you're sure he's a villain in the first one, and mm-hmm. then he's just you're not what? sure during most of two. No, and then he's kind of like he. A lot of two, he comes across almost like a lovable loser. He's like, I just want, yeah. like my life went through hell. Just someone pay attention to me, please. Man, they really mm-hmm. fleshed him out in the second one. Mm. God, I, yeah. I, 
which made the payoff for killing him in the third one great. So it's mm-hmm. a great opening. I just wish they really just stuck the landing on that one. They could. Why are you doing this to me? Uh, every time. I'm sorry. I got it. I just got to come back to it. But uh, hey, it's not that bad. I will not remove it from the franchise. It's still mm-hmm. a great. It's a film. Okay, I'll stop. Let me stop. <laughs> Let me shut up. Patrick Warburton's in this movie, Greg. <laughs> Um, also, you. shout out to uh, shout out to Randy. Oh, Died too soon. Randy's so gone good. too soon. Randy's so good, uh, but he's he was like the meta character. He was the one showing everyone what the point of this movie was and why they were making this movie. They were shining a light on all the slasher tropes, and I think mm-hmm. that's a really fun character. And yeah, it's it was it kind of sucked how he died in two, but. I will. I, I will see why I they will, had I, to. They're gonna bring back. I feel <laughs> like again, they may bring back a few Randys for the fifth one. I can see that already. They're gonna have like five or six Randys because of again, you have the stab franchise, so you can have them being, you know, doing a breakdown of Easter eggs and whatever for the stab franchise, <laughs> and those characters go out. They gotta play on that trope. I have a feeling that's gonna. That's the fun part about this is they can continue to go off on the slasher franchise just from what they live in right now with all the breakdowns yeah. and crap we're doing today. Well, mm-hmm. unless we forget, Randy, even though he was killed off in two, still made an appearance in three via video cassette tape. Yep. That's right. Bring him so- back. I don't know how they'll do it in the fifth one, but sure, bring it. Have, have his sister show up and be like, oh, guys, I found another tape. I found another tape. And then it's just, they're trying to de-age Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> in this one, he's telling you what to do if you're being chased by a serial killer in your 40s. Wow. The, wow. The most expensive element of Scream 5 is the de-aging text if of Jamie Kennedy. F- <laughs> Oh, that'd be really funny. Uh, um, you mentioned Parker Posey um, in Scream 3. She was fantastic. What do you love about her? I just love that. Like, that character, she she veers back and forth between just sort of awful, like, stereotypical awful actress and, like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get inside the mind of Gail Weathers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there is no mind of Gail Weathers. Just <laughs> Like, that's the, be- the beauty of Gail Weathers is there isn't necessarily a below, there's not a ton of below the surface. She comes at you straight. She's like, this is who I am. This is what I care about. Done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but yeah. And watching watching Parker Posey and uh, Courtney Cox play off each other in that movie. Oof, I loved it. <laughs> Juicy. Uh, someone also wrote Billy Loomis on the list of favorite characters. I actually Billy was good. Yeah. I wrote that because like, oh. I just I love Skeet Ulrich. And that was Skeet that was, was his movie. Like he, yes, he it yeah. was. It's iconic. That scene uh, is, is iconic for that forever twist and ever. That is iconic, yeah. And like he ha- him, him revealing the twist is so f-ing good. Oh, love it. Oh, such a good, such a good villain. And he was paired mm-hmm. with like the perfect dumb sidekick. Like yes, it, it's wonderful. Cool. All right. So on to favorite cameos, which is kind of related, but mm-hmm. I wanted to go through some of the really fun ones. So if you haven't rewatched recently, you probably forgot. All about most of these. Um, obviously, the ultimate cameo was the bait and switch of Drew Barrymore, who was on all of the marketing for Scream One. She was the and front and center the of poster, every poster. The mm-hmm. trailer, the poster, everything. People were like, "Oh wow, this this is going to be a great Drew Barrymore movie." Bait and switch right off the top. I think that was a brilliant move. I I still can't get over that. Uh, yeah, but, it's so well done, and mm-hmm. I. It still gets me to this day when that when the the phone rings and it, the camera opens up on her making popcorn at her house, like it's mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so good, so good. Um, another one from Scream: Henry Winkler as the principal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
who yeah, gets that was a good one. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> doesn't he get strung up on the football the football goalpost at the end of the movie? Or so we hear. <laughs> like that's like all the all the kids I leave forgot. the party. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot, but oh, maybe what, yeah. But like, I, I, de- I remember his death scene. Um, and then Wes Craven was the janitor in Scream. Yeah. So, in case you missed that one. So good. Um, Scream Two. I want to shout out to Joshua Jackson, who is basically playing and dressed as Pacey Witter in mm-hmm. Randy's film class. Uh, when I was rewatching this yesterday, I'm like, that's that's his Pacey. That's mm-hmm. Pacey in college, and I love that so much. Which is. Um, it makes sense because Kevin Williamson wrote that character as well. Uh, he wrote Dawson's Creek, and so it was kind of like he was testing it because mm-hmm. this came out a year before Dawson's Creek. Um, so I'm just getting into the weeds with Dawson's Creek here, but I, and, I love Dawson's Creek. And I love then, Joshua Jackson. And then ultimately it didn't work because Pacey did not go to college. No. He became like a <laughs> chef and like a stockbroker and like a, this is like, a sailor. Yeah. I forgot about the stockbroker thing. He became everything but a college student. This is very upsetting. But anyway, he loved film. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely Pacey in that class. Mm-hmm. It was like a parallel universe Pacey. And then I really liked uh, Portia de Rossi, who was playing like mm. the typical sorority sister, but she like hammed it up and she was so good. It was her and Rebecca Gayhart, um, who was later in Urban Legends, like a year later. But mm-hmm. and that Sarah was Michelle Gellar. Yes. Yep. It's, what it's a great... tough to see her as a victim, though. <laughs> it's yes. It's tough to watch that. But what a great it's... sorority that enlists Rebecca <laughs> Gayhart, Portia de Rossi, and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like, who wouldn't want to join that house? <laughs> also in the sorority, I noticed uh, the actress who plays Hermione Lodge on Riverdale was also in that sorority. So, so random, but so I just good. wanted to shout that out. Very <laughs> random. <laughs> yeah, very random. But <laughs> Great sorority. Uh, but my favorite cameo, I think, in Scream 2 was uh, when Tori Spelling and Luke Wilson do Stab. the one scene from Stab. <laughs> and then he, like, ends it where he, like, hits his head like that. Do you know it's the, so funny. Do you know the secret history behind who directed that? Wait, no. Robert Tell Rodriguez. Me. Really? Robert Rodriguez directed the Stab footage in Scream mm-hmm. 2. I don't oh know God. why. I don't remember why. But it's so weird. And then, yeah, it's it looks like a Saturday Night Live sketch. That's great. That's fantastic. So oh, so so he did the the stuff from the opening scene as well. So all of that is all Robert Rodriguez. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Which is and then they nuts. rewatched that in Scream Four. Wow. <laughs> this series, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much fun. Um, I also want to add a note that apparently Jane and Bob are actual people in the Scream mm-hmm. universe That's because they made learned. a cameo in Scream Three. Yeah, in Scream Three. So, uh. Same universe. And it actually, it actually sort of lines up with, weirdly, the Jay and Silent Bob timeline. Because hmm. while, while Scream 3 was happening, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was happening. And that's when where they right. go to Hollywood. Right. So they that were... does make sense that they would be on a movie lot. Okay. And as, as um... I will always laugh when I hear Jay call uh, Gail Weathers Connie Chung. <laughs> good stuff and then uh yes the opening of scream 4 where we have a meta opening inside a meta opening inside a meta opening (laughs) it's really good and they just get a ton of like young actresses that you've seen before and yeah the best one was definitely um anna paquin and Kristen bell uh, where she's like you talk too much she just stabs her (laughs) Kristen bell stabbing anna paquin in the stomach is such a mood (laughs) it is (laughs) Do you guys have any favorite moments or best kills from the series? 
Uh, yes, it is from the first one when Tatum gets broken in half by the garage door. And oh, it's just, man. It's that a, one got me good. It's such a horrifying moment. It looks disturbing. I feel like it could happen. And that creeps yeah. me out. Mm-hmm. Um, they should not. They should not build garage doors like that. It's yeah. ingrained in my head. I can't get that out of my head. Just <sighs> her up there looking like halfway through it. Oh, uh, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. This wasn't the scariest one, but uh, I just when I think of Scream Four, the kill that I think of is when uh, the, the the two cops they're watching the house get killed, and so oh. like they're just like joking, joking, and then all of a sudden Anne Brody gets shanked, and then mm-hmm. then immediately without like a second's notice like anthony anderson just right through the head oh. and then he's like stumbling around and then he falls down and goes F- bruce willis <laughs> <laughs> right oh, i can't incredible <laughs> oh jada pinkett and uh scream yes. i can't that's, it's a, yes. she's got a great scream just kick off the beginning of the film and mm-hmm. also I, I think oh god i always get it confused with three um and two where uh the spike goes through the guy's head driving the car was that in i think the pole goes through the head and that was in that's I in think two. It was three two. is it two that's, no, two. that's, that's two. two that's the cop two. yeah when that's s- one of the detectives in two yeah yes right? yes there's how is he going to kill? How is this this ghost face going to kill more people and in, in, and that and that's uh, that's that's, that's that's the kind of thing I that's the thing I love about slashers in general, but Scream especially because like yes, there's always going to be just the quick like stab kills, but there's also going to be something ridiculous and elaborate that you're just it doesn't make sense, but it makes all of the sense. It's all exactly. Good. So it's like, do they? add more kills do they just make them more over the top like where do they go for the fifth one like what Say, shocks us stab <laughs> <laughs> what's gonna happen here honestly it's the ghost face killer what's gonna what is he gonna do he doesn't have any magical powers oh, oh i don't think they're gonna change the franchise that much <laughs> no I don't think he's running people over with cars. He won't have a gun. I, I think it's just going to be just finding different weapons he can stab people with around the house. I mean, That's he, it. He blew up a house in uh, fan favorite in this room, part three. <laughs> <laughs> he true. sure did. He did. Um, I don't think they're going to do that again. I really think they're going to. Uh, oh, oh, oh. One or two killers. Do you think we should go back to the two? Oh, oh, good question. And do you like and do you enjoy guessing while you're watching the film for the first time? I definitely love guessing. Like same. Trying to, like I remember when the turn happened with Emma Roberts in 4 like I was like no way. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's impossible. Like I spent the entire movie assuming it was Kirby, Hayden Panettiere's <laughs> character. I was like Herbie's definitely a killer. She's working with the kid with the camera on the side of his head because that's so obvious. And then I was wrong yeah. on both accounts. Yeah, I wasn't sure who it would be, but I remember being surprised by that turn. Too bad Knives Out already happened because they could have done Knives Out for the screen <laughs> franchise for five with the whodunit killer aspect to it. Now, I don't know where they're going to go. I hope it's not like eight or six killers. <laughs> just it's just a one after another. Um, it, hopefully, it will just be one and not Nev Campbell. And it won't be Sid. Please not Sid. <laughs> no, please no. So do you think this is a, a franchise that can just keep going and reinventing itself? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, re- it reinvented itself as a bad television show, which it should not do that again. No. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you speak to that? How much of the TV show have you seen? I watched, I think, the first two seasons. 
mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. Slime. A lot like, more than I watched, yeah. You're better mm-hmm. off and for it. And how was that? It's 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 not Scream. Like, that, that's mm-hmm. the thing I'll say about it. It's not bad, but uh, it's not Scream. They don't have the rights to the ghost face mask, so it looks weird. Uh, that does a lot. And as much as, yes, we all agree that, like, Sydney is Scream, not having characters like that, not having characters like Dewey around is very bizarre in this setting mm-hmm. because it's, we're so used to it. Mm-hmm. But I think they could use that to their advantage in five and again, use those characters to just bring in some fresh blood. That's all. Yep. Literally. Give me someone. A lot of blood. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so much fresh blood. <laughs> A shocking amount. Trucks and trucks of fresh blood, please. There will be blood in this film. I hope. All right, so that wraps up this episode of You Should Be Watching. So, Chris, tell us where we can find Wrestle Buddies. Uh, Wrestle Buddies, uh, new episodes every Thursday on, I think, every podcast platform. And Ooh. if you don't have a podcast platform of choice, just episodes will be on GameSpot.com. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So if you love wrestling, be sure to check it out. Also, if you want to talk to us and leave us some questions or comments about this episode or this show, reach out to us at YSBW at GameSpot.com. That's YSBW at GameSpot.com. And you can listen to this very podcast if you're watching it right now. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Chastity underscore V. Greg? I'm at Greg Spot Thomas. And Chris? I'm at Chris Hayner. Great. Well, thanks for listening or watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.